Welcome to the podcast station where we share exciting stories, interesting facts, lots of laughter, and lots of hope as we talk about caring for our human bodies in the 21st century. We have one ultimate goal, and that is to help you develop a newfound perspective and sense of appreciation for the incredible human body that you're living in. If you would like to join us for more educational courses or professional certifications, see us online at www.holistichealtheducators.com. Great to have you with us. Welcome, everyone. Today, we're talking about love, and you just happen to be with a mother and a daughter, so a daughter who grew up in a house full of children and full of L-O-V-E. Amy, take it away. Yes. Well, this is a really fun topic that has both, uh, we always talk about science and clinical research, um, but this is something that we don't even need to know the science behind understanding how important of a role this plays in our life. And it's just something that can be felt. It permeates our human experience, um, connections inside the home, outside the home. And so Karen and I have broken up today's call into a few different segments about family and uh, community and uh, workplace. And so you'll hear little bits and pieces of science, but a lot of this is just some of our favorite practices that we've learned throughout our lives when it comes to fostering the frequency of love, um, of true unconditional love. And so I'm really excited for this call because uh, of all the cool health tips out there, I am convinced there is nothing that elevates the human experience faster and more powerfully than what we feel in our heart and what we emit. There is like no, no diet, you know, no fancy yoga pose, no amazing breakthrough <laughs> supplement. Like there's nothing that can do what that intentional fostering and harboring and expression of love can do. And so it's going to be a beautiful call. Well, and I'm so excited because we did a lot in our home to cultivate a feeling of love, even though there were a lot of things going on in some of the houses once in a while in, in our home. But it was the children between me and the children. That was something that I we really, really focused on was loving and serving one another. Uh, and we actually, you know, that was a, a big thing that we did. And a couple of tips that we did, a couple of things and a couple a couple of reasons you want love in your home. And we don't care if it's just you and your home and you and your cat and your dog or you and we don't care what family or home looks like because you all have a home. You all go home at the end of the day. And when you can walk into your house and you can feel love and there's not even anybody there, there are tips you can do to raise the frequency in your home and bring in that frequency of love that when you get home, you're just so glad to be there. You just fall onto the couch. You talk to your plants, your dog jumps on your lap and you pop open some sparkling water and your life is perfect. Like that's where you want to get to, right? So if you're like, oh, Karen, I walk in my house and I want to run in the bedroom and cry. Okay. Okay. You're at point B or at point A, right? You're going to get to point B. Um, and hopefully during this next half an hour, we can share enough with you to get there. Um, and so I'll probably just jump in, Amy. Is that okay? If I jump in with a couple of things right away, go, go. So love is a frequency period. Right. And so when, when I'm testing people's chakras and I find that their heart chakra is off, remember everything's on a pendulum, right? So we can have a lot of love or we can have a lot of anger. We want to get to the central, the central location, you know, so we're not too extreme on anything. And when I'm testing someone and their heart chakra is off, I'm like, oh, great. This is like, 
this is an easy fix. We're going to talk about love here for a few minutes. And I literally send my clients home and I'm like, okay, here's a sticky notepad, right? And I want you to write, if you need love, if you're like over here, you're not feeling any love, then you simply write notes, you know, uh, you know, notes, leave me a love note you know, and put them around the house. People are going to think it's fun to leave little love notes for you. And if you need to give more love, write a little note on your, on those sticky notes and put them all over the house and people's cars and in their lunch packs and wherever, like just some people aren't really good at like expressing love. Like, Oh my gosh, your hair looks amazing. Right. Well, Amy and I, we can't even get through a, anywhere, not a store without talking to at least 15 people because it's just who we are. Not everyone's like that. And so leaving little love notes, Hey, your car's really cool. I really, you know, I think you've got a your great paint job and stick it on their window. You know, I mean, you can leave love anywhere, but kind of things we did is we want to, you want to cultivate love. So you, you create an atmosphere of love by looking at what's around you. Are there living things or dead things? If you have dead plants in your house, get rid of them, put living plants there. Or do you have living food in your house and on your counter or is everything dead? Like you want to raise the vibrational frequency up to that, that frequency of love. The highest frequency is a rose. So all of you are probably full of those because I I bought myself roses for Valentine's day. My favorite flower is a yellow rose, right? So you can literally raise the frequency up to that love, but you also need to get rid of the negative stuff. And I think sometimes we'll walk into a house uh, and you know, it's all cute and pretty, but then you hear this awful music or you hear these people scream in the background, which is on the TV and you're like, ew, right? So like we are in charge of our atmosphere. Don't ever, you own your house, right? No one else owns your house. I don't care if you've got kids or not, but you are in charge of the atmosphere. So if you find that, you're letting your 34 year old, you know, son live with you still. And now all the kids are living with you also, right. You still can control that atmosphere by saying, Hey, we don't allow that in our home. Um, and I, I, one of the big things about love that helps so much is there's like a couple things you need to do to love somebody. And even if you don't like them, at least having love and acceptance of their values or where they're at. So you can have, you don't, you don't judge them so much that you don't want to be near them anymore. So I'm going to give you a couple of tricks. My number one thing, and I live by this all the time, including today with one of my family members, right? Write this down. Don't get in the ring, write it down, put it on it, put on sticky notes all over your house. Don't get in the ring. If there's going to be a fight, you get out of the ring. You don't even need to get in the ring they might really upset them because they really are looking forward to another fight with mom or they're really going to get your little goat, right? You just have to remember, oh, I have to get out of the ring, get out of the ring. Don't get in the ring. Don't even go there. Don't even start there because then you're not going to bring that, that frequency of frustration and anger. You're going to maintain the frequency of, Hey, I'm just not going to get in the ring. You know, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to take my car. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to lock myself in the room. Like, just don't get in the ring. That's one of the best things I've ever learned and that I've taught. And then you without fail, if the kids came home angry, now it, mind you, we owned businesses. So they always had to work. That was just, if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. That was our philosophy, um, which I probably should change, but, um, it would be all down. They all know how to work really, really well. But I was, if they came home angry or really mad at somebody else, then we were really big into serving, right? You, if you serve someone that you're really mad at, you're, it's going to like dissolve a lot of that frustration. So, so we could have them serving neighbors or going to read books in the daycare that we owned or going to work in the kitchen and the cafe. But the best thing is with the kids, I did not, I couldn't, 
whining and people fighting in my house just drives me nuts. Like I just can't stand it. Right. So with our children, ever since they were tiny, 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 and Amy can attest to this, if they started fighting one with another, they had to hold hands for half an hour or read a book for half an hour together. Like they had to be together for a half an hour. And I didn't care if they were 12. I don't care if they were seven, right. They, and it, they didn't want to do that. Then they would stop fighting. So those are just a couple little tricks. Just, I mean, tons more forgiving. And I already gave a big presentation on forgiving. And then we're going to talk about love languages in a little bit as well. Amy's going to jump into community because love languages I've used in my business with my staffs. We have done it all. It is amazing when you learn love language of your child, your, your employee, your employer, it just changes the world. So Amy, do you want to jump in there? Add to that, jump into community love. I'm going to wait for community. Um, I we're on family. I want to talk about communication, Um, but one other tactic that Karen used that I can attest to is we did have timeouts. We had a timeout chair, but a really cool thing is you could take some of your siblings timeout time. And so you could go sit next to them and it would half their time. So you could get in a fight with someone and they could get 30 minutes on the timeout chair. But if you were like, Oh, if I'm nice to him, he'll probably play Barbies with me later. So then you could like go sit down on the timeout chair next to him and it would cut the time in half. And then if you recruit a third kid, all of a sudden you're on there for 10 minutes. You get four of us. Like, it's like, boom, five minutes, you're out the door. And so that was kind of another fun way that, um, that you kind of fostered teamwork or collaboration. I do believe you kept us so busy. We didn't have time to fight. So if any of you have (laughs) just start like as many businesses as Karen did, and they will like literally just fall asleep at night. They like, won't even have time to care about each other. So anyway, not, not in a mood way, but, um, that did help having something productive to work together. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I loved the timeout thing. Cause it was like, you could be mad at someone and then, but you would remember how it felt like for someone to come take your timeout time from you, you know, to help half that time. So we'd go do it. So I loved that. But, and the other thing I want to mention is the frequency in the home thing, because um, what you said, so true, we can like pay attention to the plants and pay attention to the wall colors and the cushions and the pillows, and then just have some like frequencies are so real, have some TV show on the background or some movie. And that's bringing a totally different frequency into our home than we really want. So I just love that you um, just remind us about uh, our locus of control in fostering that kind of environment. So something I'm really excited to talk about are the three types of communicators, because this can make a huge difference. I completely agree with Karen about not getting in the ring to fight, but that doesn't mean we need to keep things to ourselves and build up bitterness and tension in our heart. There's actually studies that show couples that bicker stay together longer than couples that don't, because at least they're getting it out of their system and they're not building up bitterness inside. So even if it's bicker, 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 they actually rate healthier um, in like marriage longevity than people who don't, don't bicker um, because they're getting it out at least. And so one thing that's really helped me with communication is understanding that there's three main types of communicators. And then within those types, there's like subtypes. So you have um, passive, aggressive, and assertive communication styles. And so passive communicators really avoid conflict. They love keeping the peace to the point that they will not speak their mind just to keep the peace, even if it's hurting them or, or is like works against them. Um, and I know a lot of you can, I know a lot of you are peacemakers and can totally relate to that on the far end of that. We have an aggressive communicator who is very good at speaking their mind, but they're not considerate of other people. They're not considering how their words are landing on the ears and the hearts of the people they're talking to. So while it's very, 
very good that they're being like deliberate and speaking their mind and, and you know, making their expectations very clear. They're not doing it in a considerate way. And so that sweet spot is assertive communication where you advocate and you speak your mind, but you do it with consideration um, and with love for that other person. And so I want to give an example from my older sister, um, one of my older sister's lives where she, um, she does have a job, but she does tons of things around the house and she would like do this whole project and then like barely get a reaction out of her husband. And she's like, oh man, like I've worked so hard on this. And like, he didn't even notice, you know? So she told him, she's like, Hey babe, can we do this thing? And I know this probably sounds weird, but like, after I like clean the cabinets or the pantry or like a closet, can I like bring you over? And can you just like react to, and like have a reaction to like, what I, and I'm going to give you a tour of like the kitchen, or I'm going to give you a tour of what I just did and just do me a favor and just react. Cause it's going to make me feel like a million bucks. So he's like, Oh, okay. And so now when she cleans like the kitchen or organizes something, she'll pull him in and he'll be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That looks very nice. Like that looks very good, you know? And like, he loves it. Cause she's like clearly saying like what she expects from him, you know, like men, women, all of us are not mind readers. We can't like know what our other partner is wanting from us 24 seven. So that was a great example of assertive communication where she wasn't being like, you literally never appreciate anything I ever do around this house. And it goes unnoticed, but she also wasn't like, in her head, like he never notices what I do. And I just like never feel appreciated, but you know, so she's that sweet spot where she's speaking her truth and doing it in a kind way. So I just love examples of assertive communication because uh, we all know what it's like to harbor bitterness inside of us. And, uh, and I have a personal philosophy with my family members that the, I love them so much. The last thing I want to do is feel bitterness towards them. And so I do know how to say no. Now I didn't always know how to say no to people. I didn't always know how to say like, sorry, I can't help with that. Sorry. I can't engage in this conversation right now. Sorry. I am that I'm actually not comfortable doing that task or whatever. Um, I can't help with that. Sorry. I used to not be able to say that, but now like, I love my siblings so much and my parents and my partners, whoever I'm with that the last thing I want to do is build up bitterness towards them because bitterness comes from us stepping out of our power and not speaking our truth and not standing up for ourselves. And we start handing that power to someone else and we start feeling bitterness towards them when it's actually an us issue. Right. So anyway, so that's just another thing is like realizing like, wow, like standing up for yourself is not hating other people. This is something I like try to communicate with passive people is like, I promise whoever you're scared to talk to, it's nicer for them to them for you to speak your mind honestly than it is for you to try to keep the peace. I promise. Like, I promise it might be uncomfortable for you, but like, if you love them and if you love yourself, like you can do it, I believe in you. So, so those are just some fun tips about communication because, um, we all are aware that communication can have a huge effect on the dynamic inside of a home and just having those communication tools of knowing how to be, um, an assertive speaker can be really helpful. So that's what I wanted to add about communication, Karen, you can take the stage again. No, I love it. It's awesome. Um, there's two, there's, there's two types of love, right? Conditional and unconditional. And I mean, I've definitely seen the unconditional, like that's kind of, I, I compared it. It was cute when I was, when we were getting ready for tonight's talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, I spoke on love like 15 years ago. What a cool talk. Right. So I've, I've got it right here. Right. And I, I, back then I compared unconditional, I mean, conditional love to like like a cup with a hole in it, because like you really want your dad's love or your sister's love. Right. And then the minute they start saying something wonderful, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. You know? And then like, 
And then like, there's a hole in the bottom of the cup and it disappears. You're just so excited for something, but there's always these conditions kind of along it, right? Oh yeah, I'd love to do this, but let's go shopping. And then can you watch the kids for a weekend? And then you get all excited. Oh my gosh, right? And all of a sudden there's all these conditions and then you, your cup never runneth over, right? Because it's such a conditional love, right? And in our home, it can be, hey honey, would you please you know, close the shower curtain? Hey, can you put the toilet seat down? Hey, can you pick up your dirty socks? Hey, can you put that up? Oh yeah, I love him when he does everything he's supposed to. But, oh, well, how's your son going to feel at that, right? So like making sure you look at, okay, am I loving someone without conditions? Am I loving them even though they don't, you know, pick up their dirty socks? Am I loving them even though they don't help me with dishes? Do I love them anyway? So And you can have that unconditional love for your family members, as well as those in your community, whether it be church or school or your work environment. There's not a single employee I've ever had that I don't absolutely freaking love. I've loved them when they work for us and I love them when they don't work for us anymore. But that takes, that takes like work, right? That takes prayer. It takes faith. It takes understanding their love language so you can keep giving them love unconditionally. And that's kind of the key point. I'll never forget one of the ladies we had working in one of our childcare centers, she just wasn't like, she just was nippy, you know, and like, just not, she just wasn't very nice to the kids or to anybody. And I had to let her go. And I remember I I just had this, like, I just, I loved her. I kept loving her. I knew her, you know, and I, and she still, we still communicate, right? I like, I had to fire her from her job, but because I wasn't conditioned, it wasn't conditioned on you better be a really great employee. And she knew that. And so it just can help heal wounds and help you keep really close to those people when you aren't in their life anymore. They don't question how much I love them. Um, and, and even ones who had quit, they we had a guy who stole from us right in our kitchen and, um, and like he came back and apologized cause he had quit. And like, it was just cause he knew how much we loved them. I think that's just something that it heals. It really, really heals. And sometimes it takes a lot of time, you know, to, to build that up, but conditional love, there's things that go along with it. Unconditional love. You just freaking love them. You just love everybody. You can walk into your their family reunion and just love everybody. You're not caring what they're thinking. You're not taking things personally. You're not making assumptions, those four agreements, right? You're going to do your best. And that really helps. And so again, I'm always toting the four agreements, but that can help you even develop the love that you need to develop. And if you're still stuck on this forgiveness thing, totally get it. I mean, we've all been there. Go back to our blog and look at our blog post on forgiveness, very powerful. Um, And so you can refer to that. Um, And then Amy, I want to talk about the love languages at some point. Do you want to add in something in there before we do that? Yeah. I just really appreciate what you said about unconditional love. Um, whether you're religious or not, I, there are some scriptures that just completely challenge everything that society normally teaches us about love when it comes to like being a radical lover, like a radical lover, loving your enemies, um, blessing them that curse you doing good to them that hate you. Like talking about the frequency and how powerful the frequency of love is. I remember, Oh man, I was so frustrated towards one of my managers one time. And I like was ready to write this letter. I mean, I wrote a letter and I was like, ready to go in for our meeting that day. And I was so frustrated with him. And I was like, I should just say a quick prayer before I go to my work meeting. And I kneel down and this scripture just came straight into my brain. God was like, oh, you're finally talking to me, Amy. Hey, oh, uh, quick reminder, love your enemy's girlfriend. Okay. And I'm like, no. And I was like, mad. I remembered that scripture. I was like, I was ready to go to battle. Come on. You know? And then I just like, I just said a prayer and I was like, I don't have the power in me to love this person on my own. Like, will you please send the power into me to love this person? 
And we had a work meeting that day that was so heart to heart. And I was like crying and he like did not cry, but he really appreciated how honest I was being. And uh, I could not believe how much better that conversation was when than if I had gone in with my original game plan. Like I just do believe like love is the most powerful frequency we can bring to any battlefield. And um, it went completely different than I had thought it would. So I just love that you mentioned that is like sometimes if we can't find that power on our own, like we can definitely call that in um, from a higher source. Look at yesterday. So yesterday was Valentine's Day. This is 2022. Canada, you have you have all these people handing roses out to the policemen and the policemen, some of them didn't even know what to do because like, you know, and they're like, Hey, we don't agree with your policies, but here's a rose. It's Valentine's day. And we do love you. Like, thank you. You know, I mean, literally like, hello, you know, I mean, and, and you don't have to like, even though you can love somebody, you don't have to let them into your life. You don't have to even like them. Right. You don't have to like what they've done. You don't have to let your kids sit on their lap. You don't have to like, you don't have to do that. You can just still love them. So that you don't have the, Hey, and just like forgiveness, love is for you. It's not for them. You can love people that just could care less about you. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to love them anyways, right? Because I want to feel good when I go to bed at night. I don't want to go to bed with, right? Then because that eats me up and it hurts, it hurts our bodies. Okay. So want to say something to me before I jump on love, love, love language? languages? Go for it. Okay. So I don't know how many of you have ever done the love language quiz, but you need to go do this. You need to download it online. All of you who are students, TNCs, HHCs, you have this in your, with permission, you have that in your binder. So you can download that because I would do this for many of the families that I counseled. I'd have them do love languages. Matter of fact, I would teach a class right around Valentine's day, the Friday or Saturday before or after I had, you know, I had a harpist or a violin linist. We had, we had a cafe. So we had incredible food. Um, we talked about love. We talked about sex. We talked about, um, I even have a handout here with all the things that are aphrodisiacs. If you want that kind of love in your relationship, right? All sorts of fun things. And we always did love language quiz because it is a big ding, ding, ding. So basically what the love language quiz is, is you'll choose one or the other of 30 questions. I like to receive notes of affirmation or I like to be hugged. Okay. You circle a or E. And so you go through these 30 questions and you circle which one you love the most. And then you're going to have a total at the end. Okay. Oh my gosh. I had 17 or 22 A's. What does that mean? So then there's a code, right? And so you can be a words of affirmation. You can be a quality time. You can be acts of service or physical touch. So like we, we did this to our children a, a couple of times when they were growing up, we would sit down and be like, okay, we're going to do love language quiz you know, and everybody did that. And then five years later, or six years later, we did it again. Most of them stayed the same. But for me, I was a stepmom to three children. And one of them I raised my son. Um, I raised him since he was very young and his, his, <laughs> my number one, not is physical touch. Like, Ugh, right. And so his number one was physical touch. And I'm like, ew. So I like literally had to be like, okay, okay, just touch him when you walk by us, when you set the computer desk and put your hand on his shoulder. Hey, hey, Raj, how you doing? You know, <laughs> you know, I just wasn't raised with any physical touch. So that was always funny. With so with my with my stepson, I like literally, I'd even like go to God and be like, just help me touch this boy so he knows I love him, right? Physical touch, physical touch, physical touch. And so I would just give him hugs or I'd rub my shoulder. Shoulder, rub his shoulders. 
But like we, little Lily, she was, you know, thank goodness we know hers, but she was little gifts. She loved gifts. That was her love language. You can get her a gift. It can be used. It doesn't matter. Put in a pretty little bag. She's going to think you're a million. She's going to think you are literally sent from God. She could care less if you vacuumed her house. She doesn't care about being touched, but man, you get her a gift. That's it. You're a one. And so I had staff members that were gifts and I'd always get little things and I put them on the desk or words of affirmation. One of our ladies who ran our office for years, she was big words of affirmation. Oh my gosh. I'd go in after hours and I'd leave love sticky notes all over the front of her, her computer. So when she got in the next day, she's like, Oh my gosh, you know? So like learning these things about your children, the people you go to work with, people you go to school with, it really, really, really helps because they, they, that's how they feel love. My love language is acts of service. You vacuum my house. I'm going to, I'll just bake you a pizza homemade. Like I'm, I'll do anything, man. And if you've not had my vegan sausage, you are really missing out. We need to do that at the next retreat, but anyhow. And so like literally acts of service is my love language where others can be quality time, right? They just want to sit in the car with you while you drive for 22 hours across the country. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And they're like, oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's the quality time. Let's go, you know, on a hike. Let, well, I love hiking, but you know, that kind of thing. So it's just awesome to do the love language quiz and then know what those around you, how they feel love, because just because you like acts of service, Karen, doesn't mean that someone else is going to like that. Um, and that's what you love to give. It's also what you like to get. So kind of cool. I love that. And uh, something that is really interesting too, is that the way you give love, isn't always the way you prefer to receive it. So mm-hmm. that's another, that's like a next level thing is it's just not, it's not always like a one and done, like, Oh, I'm a, I must just be physical touch and acts of service. It's like, you can give and receive love in different ways. But yeah, I really liked that too. Cause it's like, it's next level to like consider how other people want to receive love. <laughs> you know, like we, uh, this is, that's just next level. That's the next level love is like trying to be that considerate. And I've had to learn how to tone back some of my normal ways of love, because I realized after I became an adult, it can make some people feel uncomfortable. So I was like, Oh, okay. I got to like tone this back a little bit and, uh, we'll ramp this up as the scale. There's some people that full blown can receive it. Other Amy's always receive all the love that can possibly be given. (laughs) I'm shouting to our Amy on the call, but anyway, so it's just good to be considerate. So yeah, thanks for mentioning that quiz, Karen. There are so many awesome tools that can be used to help us understand other people and understand their personality type. Um, that not only fosters love, but also just mutual understanding, like honestly getting that communication part down, just understanding what type of communicator other people are. If I know someone's really passive, I know I have to hold a very gentle space for them to speak their mind or else they're never going to speak up. And that's so important for me to know, or else I could just trample over them. Cause I'm a, I'm a big mouth. I'm a total big mouth. And so I'm like, I have to like, I try to tell them in the very beginning of our relationship, like, Hey, I promise I want to hear your opinion on this. Like, please don't feel like you're like, you're ever going to offend me. Like I'm sincere. And I want to hear your opinion. Like, like, please, you know, so like just from the beginning, it can help you lay the groundwork. And also if someone's really aggressive and I've had, I've had the opportunity to have this kind of communication where I'm like, Hey, like you probably totally don't mean to do this, but I actually feel like um, a little disrespected when you have something to say about every little thing I do. So can you just like, you know, be a little more selective with your, with your suggestions for me or something like that, you know, just to know how to communicate with this type of person. It's not that they need to change. It's just good to know how to work, how to work together. So anyway, that was awesome. Karen with our reminding time, do you mind if we shift gears in the community for a couple minutes? Please let's do it. So raise your hand if you ever feel like the news paints this world out to be a conflicted doom and gloom, cities are burning down and everyone hates each other world. Raise your hand if you've ever felt that way from the news. 
Okay. So my little rebellious hinder here had the opportunity to do quite a bit of traveling during the pandemic, um, just for like work and some family things. And um, I could not believe my experience traveling through states and uh, feeling how much love still existed in these communities that the news literally said they were burning down. Like I went to Seattle. I mean, there's a bunch of places that did have a lot of craziness going on, but I was like, man, the news can like paint the worst depiction ever. So I wrote, I wrote this uh, saying in my journal, I said, forming opinions about the world based off of what you see on your phone is like reading the encyclopedia and saying you've traveled the world. That's how different it is. Forming an opinion about how society really is based off of what videos are streaming, you know, in a feedback, in a feedback loop on your Instagram feed or your Facebook page and thinking that's reality. That is equivalent to opening up an encyclopedia of the world and reading about Kenya and being like, I've been to Kenya. I've been there. I've seen the people. I've seen how they eat. That's how far removed it is. And so it's just, we can take so much heart in, uh, in realizing that not only may that information be inaccurate, but it can be opposite. It can be opposite of reality. And on top of that, we are like the ultimate community generation generating machines. And on top of all of this, like, like, um, forced upon us separation, uh, technology has not made things easier. Yes. Or yes. Okay. So I've even noticed myself queen extrovert 99. I took a DNA test the other day, 99.99999% extrovert. Okay. It's like, yes, you will always talk to someone always. I even notice myself sometimes in public settings, just like sitting down and being like, yeah, I'm just going to scroll on my phone. And I'm like, man, this has like really started to separate us. And so, yeah, <laughs> um, that's awesome. So community, when it comes to community, I have just been so surprised at how uh, willing other people are to interact when you make the first step. Like when you just break the ice and it can be, it can be any old icebreaker question. Like, Hey, do you come here a lot? Or like, hey, is the weather always like this? Or like, I'm the queen of like making up questions because I want to talk to cute boys or other people <laughs> to break the ice. But I'll be like, is there a conference going on today? Like I saw a lot of cars driving around here. It was crazy. You know, it's, you can make anything up. Just break the ice, you know, just break the ice. And then it can naturally segue in a conversation. And uh, I'm always so surprised how willing people are. You can tell if they just want to be left alone. But like a lot of people are looking for that connection, but people don't want to feel weird. You know, they're like, I don't want to feel weird and make the first move but it's not like that we're meant to connect we're herd animals we are a herd species we live in groups for a reason oh that brings me to my statistics about loneliness um in these meta-analyses they've done on humanity loneliness is a higher risk factor for disease and for for um, a shorter lifespan than obesity and smoking which are two of the largest um predictors of um potential health outcomes down the road. And so it's like, it's like, it's at the top, it's at the top. And it's not even by a small margin. It like by a large margin outweighs a lot of these other risk factors. So they've found that communities around the world that have incredible sense of community, even if their diets off, even if exercise routines are off, even if all these other things are off and their community is strong, those people have much better health outcomes just because of the vibes. And I was explaining this to my friend this morning. Cause he was like, I had this crazy experience where like, I was trying to send energy to my friend who needed it. And I like, felt her body. And he's like, how was that possible? And I was like, bro, electron entanglement. He's like, cause I was trying to, he's like, I, I asked my friend about it and you told me I was super weird. I'm like, dude, here's the like a 30 second lowdown update on science for you, honey. So we used to think that electrons in an atom circled the proton and the neutron in this perfect little orbit. You guys remember, you know, a depiction of an atom, right? Where there's like the proton and neutron, and then like this little like perfect orbit of the electron. 
That's outdated. That's old science. Electrons do not circle a proton and a neutron in a perfect orbit. These things form electron clouds. They form like figure eights. They, they like expand in these huge clouds we can't even measure. They've shown it can go halfway across the world, even in the outer space and back, an electron cloud, okay? So an electron field is a real thing. And that's how you can get connected to someone else. Like when you bond to them, you start to feel their emotions, even if they're like states away from you, you know, when they're, they want to call you, this is, this is an electron cloud. And so when it comes to our communities, we sensed it right with the pandemic, the collective consciousness of the world was just off. And I even have days sometimes where my mood is off and I'm like, is it me? Or is it the collective consciousness of the world that I want to be tapped into? And sometimes we might have to learn how to separate ourselves a little bit so we don't get too dragged down, but these electron fields are real in terms of what we can feel and we can foster, we can send positive frequencies into this realm by, by generating community. And that can be as simple as asking icebreaker questions. So I just had to go on my rant about that because literally some of the awesome. most precious people in my life are because I, and I was scared. You guys might think that I'm like fearless in social settings. I'm not. I'm not like, sometimes I'm like walking up to a family that I just have like a little, little feeling to go talk to. And I'm like, this is weird. They're going to think I'm weird. Like I can't do it. This is so scary. And there's, I just have to share this one last thing. One of my favorite leaders I ever worked under, he said, you think that people who are leaders are fearless. Um, when they're standing at a cliff, deciding to jump, you think they just walk up to the cliff and just jump. He's like, they don't, it's not that they don't have fear. It's that they just overcome it. And they just make the jump anyway. He's like, I guarantee you the people who are like being successful and, and doing these scary things. It's not that they're fearless. It's that they, John Wayne, what John Wayne said, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. That's what courage is. And that's what it takes to rebuild our communities is like having the courage to be like, this might feel really weird at first, but I got to do it anyway. I got to follow that little itsy bitsy feeling in my heart to make that connection and to be brave and to dare to reach out to that person and to dare to try to create connection again, even if it feels scary at first. So I just had to say that because I'm like, I, a lot of you have heard about my uncles down at the beach. They have like changed my life. I just met this group of like old retired guys who play ukulele and guitar down at the beach. And they call me and invited me to dinner all the time at the beach. And it's like changed my life. And that all happened because I was like, I followed this little, little prompting to just walk that direction on the beach and ask them a question. And it sparked this beautiful friendship. So that's just my last hurrah for you all to like have the courage to be the first move maker. That's awesome, Amy. And it's, I know we have a couple of people I think that are excited. Debbie, I think wants to pop on and we have V. Um, and these are things you can do. And even if you're not like, okay, I can't just go like Amy and talk to every single person in every single line um, and, and get all these, a phone, a phone list of people that encompasses the entire world. You should see her phone contacts. Um, but you can do something, you can do little things. Like the other day, I'm like, okay, so my daughter's a florist, Lily, right? And she's working at a floral and everyone's busy. Like their swamp is Valentine's day yesterday. So starting on Friday, they had just, I mean, they just didn't sleep. And I was like, what can I do for them? And so I bake cookies. I said, like, okay, I'm just take cookies and drop off a basket of cookies and some fruit, you know, for the people who are working there. And the really interesting thing happened. I got out of the truck and I had this monster basket of cookies and I started walking and there's a gentleman near me. I said, Hey, do you want a cookie? He's like, I'd love a cookie. And then we started talk, talk, talk. And then every person on the way in, I just offered cookie. Everybody will take your cookie for pizza. Like no one said no to the cookie. And so like, find your way of ice breaking. So maybe it's a sentence, maybe it's a word, maybe it's a love note, or maybe it's a cookie, but I mean, it, 
That was just a couple ideas. Amy, that was amazing. V, did you still want to say something? And Debbie, do you want to pop on with something? No, I'm sorry. I raised my hand when Amy said, raise your hand. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have my video going, so I couldn't physically That's raise awesome. Hand. That was awesome. I love sorry. it. Participation <laughs> points. Participation <laughs> points. Yes. Oh, good. Yay. I like participation points. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, one more, one last raise of hand is who has, who's been surprised at how willing other people are to connect with you? Who's, who's ever been pleasantly surprised by that? You know, it's yeah. like, it's hey, like, Amy. yes, go Amy. Oh, no, I don't want to interrupt. But before my phone dies, oh my gosh, I just got off the road, but it is, it's so empowering. And it really, like you're talking about love and giving, I find it very, very easy to, um, just compliment somebody, you know, like you said, you can find something beautiful about somebody, whether it's their hair or, you know, their, just their energy or their cute glasses or their jewelry, whatever, you know, it's so, it's so, it's, it's, and it definitely is something that some people have to learn because it's really awkward for somebody to just walk up and go, oh my God, I have to feel this. This is so soft and fuzzy. I love your sweater or whatever. Right. Like, just to compliment, just to start that conversation. And people need that more than anything now these days. And it is while I, while I do have to, like you said, you got to kind of scale it back sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> because sometimes you're just like, oh, give me a hug. Oh my gosh. You look like you need a hug today. And because, and I mean, 99.9 uh, times out of 100. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and the, they're so receptive of it and you can just tell like the, everything, just the energy lifts and, you know, like that whole, like that stress in your, even, even when you, you have to, you're having a crappy day or you're feeling negative or just the weight of the world or overwhelm, you know, I hate that word, but it's like you go out and, get, and love somebody else or go serve somewhere like a shelter or somewhere where uh, uh, then it yeah. just, it, it leaks and it is a freaking ripple effect, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yes. 100%. So. So thank you so much for mentioning that, Amy. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. And if you're one of those people who's like, um, you know, this goes right back to love languages. There's community love languages. So people, Amy and I would like make best friends at the grocery store and like set up a, a nail date that day to go hang out that weekend. But other people, like, if you like, don't like that kind of thing, I guarantee there's people out there who would prefer to be, have a connection with you in a way you like to give connection. That's like way less touchy feely. That's like, oh, Hey, you know, like it could be sarcastic, like whatever that is. So it's like, there, there are so many different forms of love. And that's the beautiful part of it is like the way you like to give and receive love is the way someone else needs that too. And so we just, we yeah. need to be there for each other. So thank you for that. So cool. Um, I'll circle it back up to you, Karen, if there's anything you want to mention before we wrap up today. Well, I, again, love is a vibration. And when you can have it in your home, uh, which is and first within yourself and then in your home and then in the environments you go into, like just start expanding that, expanding it and send it to others. I wanted to share a quick story about what our daughter did. So when we moved, we moved away from where we had raised our children. And one of my daughters had like one more year left. And so when she got to this, this, the high school, this is Julia. And she was like, she's like, mom, people don't like me. She is really cool. I mean, you know, she just is a cool chick. Right. And so a little, little intimidating to some of the girls, the guys all liked her, but really ticked off all the girls. And she's like, so, you know what I decided to do, mom, I am going to go to school every day and send love to 
everyone. Every time they look at me, I'm going to send them love and think they love me. Every single one of them, I'm going to do that too. And like within two weeks, everything had changed. She wasn't invited to things. Like she literally started, she started feeling the love, but she wasn't feeling it because she was new. And so she just started sending it to everybody. And then she thought in her mind, oh, they love me. Oh, they love me. Oh, they love me. And then she became like the most you know popular girl in school until she kind of started a fire outside in the middle of the, that's okay. And you know, it's, she's a little extreme once in a while, but anyhow, um, <laughs> but it was really cool because she could sense it. She could feel it. And instead of being like, oh man, they all don't like me. I'm gonna have a terrible year, you know, day after day, she's like, screw this. I'm going to love them all. And I think that was really a cool, a cool thing I wanted to share. Karen, I always said in high school, I always said in high school, people think self-confidence, people think self-esteem comes from how much other people love you, but it really comes from how much you love other people because yeah. no one can take that away from you. No, yeah. one can take Beautiful. That away from you. and, um, yeah, it's just good. It's just like a good Odom that like at the end of the day, that's something that you always have power over. You can't control what people say about you or what they think about you or what opinions they have about you or how overboard or loud or, or quiet or whatever they think about you. You can't control that, but you can control how you feel about other people. And no one's taking that away from me and no one's taking that away from you. And that is very empowering. So I love that. Can I hear a hallelujah? Hallelujah. <laughs> so thank you. Amen. Um, was that Diana? Yep, it, that's me. Um, I just wanted to thank you, and uh, I don't know her name, but the beautiful woman with the uh, the beautiful halo, uh, the health. Karen. Health. Yeah, that's Karen. Oh, me? Oh, I yes. love her. <laughs> I don't have my halo filter on, so. Oh, oh yes, you do. That 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 gray is beautiful. It just, thank you. you know? But anyway. Um, you know, I signed up for the free course that you offer. And, and it was talking about that. It started out with the electrons and the neutrons and all of that and talked about the quantum uh, entanglement. It was awesome. 11 minutes. I mean, I got so much out of it. I don't even know how you guys talk so fast. You must be speeding up. Do Are you speeding up the, uh, the, uh, are you are you all really doing that for real? That is incredible. I said, I cannot believe how they consistently just rattle it off and it's, they're going and they're going and they're going and I'm trying to gra grasp it all. And so I said, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to just chew all of this and I'm going to go back and do that first one again so I can prepare myself for the second one and the third one and the fourth one. But it is just stellar. Oh, I just okay. had to awesome. say that. Thank you, Diana. I'm so happy I'm you're in it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. We love your guts. And I have to show you ladies something. And gentlemen, we just started selling. We've, I brought these in for all my staff members. There's around their way. And it says what? Love yourself. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. It's so important. It starts right there, everybody. It starts with just loving who you are. If you're, if you talk too much, that's okay. Love yourself. Like I, I, Amy has always stood out from the day she came out of the womb. One of the grandmothers said her, well, Karen, you met your match. And I was like, oh no, she's something special. And I always told Amy, don't try to fit in when you're born to stand out. You're right. That's how it is with all the kids, with anybody. And so all those of you who are questioning all this, don't question who you are. You are who you are. You were given the gifts that you have for a reason, because people will hear you and people will be attracted to you. People want you, people need you. Don't put your light under a bushel 
because someone can't handle it in your house or someone can't handle it in your, in your relationship. That's not you. You are born to be you and who you are is beautiful. And so like, we all have things to work on, right? That's cool. We all can screw up and then, and, and get better at things, but don't, don't ever doubt that who you are, who you are, and just love yourself when you wake up tomorrow morning and when you go to bed every night. So that's can, all I have what, to say. One other question. How can we get one of those bags? Oh, just, <laughs> they're $45 and they're handmade and they have a pocket and you can't wash them in the washing machine, but they're glorious, aren't they? Yeah. You love yourself. Yeah. Go ahead and just email info at holistic health educators. Debbie will just love this, but any, sorry, Debbie. <laughs> and you know, just email one of us and we'll, we'll get them for you. Cause we just, we love them. Okay. So. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Diana. And Diana was referring to the Cell Talk series for anyone who's who's curious what that's just a short free video series that's also required for our courses, but it's just about cellular anatomy and physiology because it all comes down to our cells. So that's good, but thank you. Hey Deb. Hey, I was gonna I was gonna just tell Diana that um it's really fun transcribing those videos when you guys talk like that. Uh, That's why cell talk's not transcribed yet. <laughs> wow. like we, need, we need like work bonuses for the, the people who transcribe these these uh, videos. It's actually twice the amount of work as a normal transcription. So, <laughs> well, can't you just put it on slow then, Debbie? <laughs> I guess that would be regular speed then. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to. It's quite entertaining. I, really, I, I just I can't believe that somebody could do something like that. I wish I could just you know have that rhythm going and make it so smooth and and the both of you are so connected with each other it, you one sentence it goes right into the next one and the person it's just really I can't even describe it I just sit there and watched it and I was so busy being entertained I missed some of the information that's why I got to go through it and watch it again <laughs> it's really great it's, it's awesome. really great oh, sorry thank you, thank you Diana thank <laughs> no, that's you. awesome I love it so. <laughs> awesome Oh man, well, such a vibe. Thank you everyone so much for joining us for this call. You can just tell what kind of a frequency this is um, to just talk about, talk about the power of love. There's, there is nothing more powerful. There is nothing more powerful on planet earth. So I'm really happy that we have each other to remind each other of how, of how um, the influence we can take in our families and our communities to restore a sense of connection that so many people need right now. So thank you everyone for your contribution um, to our community and to being here today so we can enjoy each other's energy and especially for what you do in your communities and your circles. I loved your reminder, Karen. Well, we are here to love one another. You know, that's just part of that's who we are. We were born to love. I just believe that with all my heart and we are not divided. That is just made up fairy tale junk. That is not real. We all know it's not real. We have, it's just... Where focus goes, energy flows. So focus yes. on love and you will have energy fill your heart and your mind with a vibration that you can't, you can't top. That's my testimony of loving. Yes. Energy flows. Thank well, you. Yes, Girl. You're welcome. We'll go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and end this then. Amy, is that okay? If we go ahead and end the recording. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you everyone from my heart to yours. And to wherever you live, I send love and I receive love. I receive love from you. So thank you for sending it. And I'm, I'm grateful to receive it. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone have a beautiful day and we'll see you on the next podcast.
question and answer sessions. Until then, have a spectacular day.